Hello and welcome to my podcast. This is Julia, second CL for LMC News. Today we are going to talk about body language. That's the use of physical behavior, expressions and mannerisms to communicate non-verbally, often done instinctively rather than consciously. According to experts, during the day we communicate using for between 60 to 65% body language. Personally, I believe nowadays teens, namely as aren't as confident as we seem. And for this reason, I think being able to understand body language could help us because through it we can become aware about the other person's true feelings and we can interact in a better way with people. Body language can't lie. Because whether we're aware of it or not, when we interact with others, we're continuously giving and receiving wordless signals, which can put people at ease, build trust, and draw others towards us, or they can also keep people away. And these messages don't stop when we stop speaking either. Even when we are silent, we are still communicating non-verbally. In some instances, what comes out of our mouth and what we communicate through our body language may be two totally different things. If we say one thing, but our body language says something else, our listener will likely feel that we are being dishonest and when faced with such mixed signals, the listener has to choose whether to believe a verbal or non-verbal message. And since body language is a natural and unconscious language that broadcasts our true feelings and intentions, they will likely choose the non-verbal message. Some examples of body language can be used talking about friendship or any relationship we have with others. Instead, other ones are more useful uh, when we are at school during an oral text, for example, or when we are talking to the class. The first example of body language that pop-ups in our mind is, with no doubt, facial expressions. They are among the most universal forms of body language because the expressions used to convey fear, anger, sadness, happiness are similar throughout the world. They can help us to recognize basically every feeling. We can show happiness, sadness, anger, fear, disgust, surprise, but these are just few examples because there are several emotions. The expression on a person's face can even help determine if we trust or believe what the person we are talking to is saying. A research found that the most trustworthy facial expression involved a slight rise of the eyebrows and a slight smile. This expression, according to researchers, conveys both friendliness and confidence. Researchers even suggest that we make judgments about people's intelligence based upon their faces and expressions. A study found that people who have narrower faces and more prominent noses are more likely to be perceived as intelligent 
and also people with a smiling and joyful expression are judged as being more intelligent than those ones who has an angry expression. Have you ever heard the saying, a look says more than a thousand words? Or the expression, eyes are windows to the soul? Well, I think they are extremely true, because through eyes and their small movements, we can understand what someone is really thinking or feeling. Making direct eye contact or avoiding gaze, many of you blinking, puppet dilatation or reduction, all these examples can be small clues to know the other person's feelings. While you are speaking to another person, you can try to notice these little things. When during a conversation someone looks directly into your eyes, it means that they are paying attention and they are interested in what you are talking about. But prolonged the high conduct can also be a sign of threat. Instead, breaking eye contact and frequently looking away might mean distraction, uncomfortableness, or the trying to hide his or her real emotions. You should pay attention to whether a person is blinking too much or too little. People often blink more rapidly when they are feeling distressed or uncomfortable. On the other hand, infrequent blinking may indicate that a person is intentionally trying to control his or her high movements. And a perfect example is a poker player. He might blink less frequently than normal because he is purposely trying to appear unexcited and apathetic about his hand of cards. The last indicator is puppet size. It can be a very subtle nonverbal communication signal because it can be changed by external factors such as light level in the environment, but sometimes also feelings can cause its changing. For example, highly delighted highs can indicate interest and puppet reduction can mix dislike. and small actions we make with her mouth are also body language. The most common ones are chewing on the bottom lip. It may indicate worry or insecurity. The second one is covering the mouth and this can be politeness if we are yawning or cutting, but also the attempt to cover up a frown of disapproval. And last but not least, smiling. <laughs> a smile is perhaps the most understandable sign, but it can be interpreted in many ways. It may be genuine or it may be an expression of false happiness or sarcasm. During a conversation, you can try analyzing these four lip signals. First, pursed lips, because turning lips might indicate distaste, disapproval or distrust. Second, lip biting. Sometimes when people bite their lips, they are worried, anxious or stressed. Third, covering the mouth. This can happen when someone wants to hide an emotional reaction, such as displaying smiles or smirks. And finally, turning up or down lips. Because when the mouth is slightly turned up, it might mean that the person is happy or optimistic. On the other hand, a slightly downturned mouth 
can imply sadness, disapproval, or even agreements. Another indicator of body language are gestures. Some of them are really common and understandable, such as waving, pointing, or using fingers to indicate numerical amounts. Instead, other ones may be cultural, so we have to pay particular attention to their meanings in the other countries because they may be completely different. A suitable example is the OK gesture made by touching together the thumb and index finger in a circle while extending the other three fingers. It can be used to mean OK or alright, but in some parts of Europe it's used to imply you are nothing and in some South American countries the symbol is actually a vulgar gesture. Or the V-sign, created by lifting the index and the middle finger and separating them to create a V-shape. It means peace or victory in some countries. Instead, in the United Kingdom and Australia, the symbol takes on an offensive meaning when the back of the hand is facing outwards. Even positions that we take with our arms and legs are body language and we sometimes use them to cover nonverbal signals. Some examples are crossing arms. It may indicate that a person feels defensive, self-protective or closed off. Then standing with hands placed on the hips. This can be an indication that a person is ready and in control. And another one is crossing legs because it can indicate that a person is feeling closed off or in need of privacy. And talking about positions, we also talk about posture. This term refers to how we hold our bodies as well as the overall physical form of an individual. Through it, we can convey a wealth of information about how a person is feeling and hints about personality characteristics, such as whether a person is confident or submissive. An open posture involves keeping the trunk of the body open and exposed, and it indicates friendliness, openness, and willingness. On the other hand, a closed posture implies hiding the trunk of the body, often by hunching forward and keeping the arms and legs crossed and it can be an indicator of hostility, unfriendliness and anxiety. Sitting up straight indicates that a person who is focused and is paying attention to what's going on. Instead, sitting with the body hunched forward on the other end can imply that a person is bored and indifferent. And this is the reason why at school we sit up straight on the chair, even though sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Personal space is another very important indicator to understand nonverbal communication. 
and it indicates the relationship level which we have with that person. Edward O and Andrew Borges described four levels of social distance that occur in different situations. The first one is intimate distance from 6 to 8 inches. This level of physical distance often indicates a close relationship or great comfort between individuals. It usually occurs during intimate contacts such as hugging, whispering or touching. The second one is personal distance from 1.5 to 4 feet. Physical distance at this level usually occurs between people who are family members or close friends. Then there is a social distance from 4 to 12 feet. We use this level of physical distance with our acquaintance or with someone we know very well, such as a classmate or a friend we meet several times a week. Instead, in cases where we don't know the other person very well, such as a postal delivery driver who we only see once a month, a distance of 10 to 12 feet may be more comfortable. And finally, public distance from 12 to 25 feet. This kind of physical distance is often used in public speaking situations, for example, talking in front of the class. These are some indicative levels of personal space for the personal distance that individuals need to feel comfortable can be different from culture to culture. Second, there are some actions that you shouldn't do in order to have a good interaction with people you are communicating to. Some examples are slouching, looking down because it tells others that you are anxious or you have something to hide, avoiding eye contact because it indicates disinterest, Folding your hands because in this way you send the message for other people to stay away, so try to not do it. And also projecting is wrong because you appear anxious and it makes hard for others to concentrate on what uh, you are saying. And finally, try to stay focused on the person you are with as much as possible because doing other things while someone is talking to you tells the other person that you don't value the interaction. In conclusion, knowing body language to my mind can be a great tip to feel more confident when we talk in any situation and to really understand what other people are feeling or thinking and if we learn how to control stress and high emotions we can fully manage it thank you for your time today and i hope this podcast will be useful to you keep on listening other episodes of lmc news and have a good day bye bye